want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide. Six steps to infuse storytelling into your live videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. On today's podcast, we're going to talk all about how knowing when selling is service. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. One of the biggest things that I hear from my students, the soulpreneurs, is that they are scared of coming across as sleazy or cheesy or salesy or icky when they go to sell their products. And let's face it, selling can be sleazy. It is sleazy when it's manipulative. That idea of let me convince you to do something so I can get the result that I want out of you. And we've all had that experience. So the last time I went to buy a car, I totally did. Like every cliche about the used car salesman, although this was a new car, was true. Before I even got out of my car, the car that I currently had, I'd driven on the lot. Before I could even get my foot on the ground, a man was standing there. Hey, what are you looking for? Uh, a car, I thought. You know, it took me everything not to say that. But before I could even answer, he said, we have great deals going on with the SUVs. I mean, I bet I could get my boss to really set you up. Now, we've all seen that trick before where the dealer goes into the other room and pretends he's getting a great deal for us and he comes back in the negotiation. Sort of like the good cop, bad cop, but sales edition. Your boss, I said to him out loud. And our conversation sort of went downhill from there. I mean, he was aggressive. He was pushy. And I got so angry, I actually left the lot and went to the competition across the street. Even though I actually kind of wanted the car that was on his lot, but not an SUV. I mean, do I really look like an SUV kind of guy? See, the thing was, he didn't ask. He assumed what I wanted. And everyone purchases, right? We all purchase things. That's part of life. If you provide a product that helps someone with a problem they are struggling with, they will not only want to buy, but they'll thank you. And they will purchase with you again and again and again because they will trust you. He didn't ask me. He assumed, for some reason, that I wanted the deal, that I wanted the SUV. And when you shift from this idea of I'm selling something to I'm serving someone and I'm helping them, you'll feel amazing and not slick or salesy. And unlike the car salesman, I almost said used car salesman because that's what it felt like. Unlike the car salesman, you'll actually be helping somebody with a problem because I did come onto his lot with a problem. My problem was that I wanted a new car. And I kind of wanted a specific car that he had, but he didn't listen to me. He didn't listen to my problem. He offered me a quote-unquote solution to something that wasn't even a problem that I had. 
I didn't care about the deal and I didn't care about the SUV. I didn't want them. So it was slick and it was salesy and it was icky. That brings us to the value you provide. You may feel like if I'm helping someone, shouldn't I be giving it to them for free? Shouldn't I be giving it away for free? And this is common, again, with especially with us solopreneurs. We are so heart-centered, and most of us got into doing what we do to serve people, to help people. And we did it for free at the beginning, most of us, right? And we would do it for free. But there's a problem in this thinking. The problem with this thinking is that how much do people value something if they are given it all for free? They only invest part way. They don't fully step in and invest in themselves because they don't value it. We don't value what's free. If you really want to help someone transform, ask them to step up. Ask them to invest. Otherwise, you're robbing them of the experience that they need in order to grow. Let me say that again. You are robbing them of the experience they need to grow. You are telling them not to value not only you, but themselves. When we put down the dollar, when we invest, we actually step up. We actually grow. Which brings me to the five things for you to know to be selling in service. Number one, Know your value. How are you the customer or the client's guide? How do you guide them? What problem does your service or product solve? It's been found that people are 10 times more likely to respond to a solution to a problem than they will an opportunity to something they want. 10 times more likely to respond to a solution to a problem they have than they will to an opportunity to something they want. People are looking for help to solve their problems. Now, you're not responsible for them solving their problems. Let me make that very clear. You're not even giving them a solution. You'll hear that a lot in marketing. Problem, solution, problem, solution. But what you are doing is you're offering them an opportunity to grow. So focus on what makes you unique and differentiates you from others. When you are clear about your core values, we talk a lot about this in Real Stories That Sell, knowing your core values, knowing who you are, what you do, and how you serve people, also one of the stories that we discuss in Real Stories, you will automatically draw in, attract your soulmate, customer, or client, and without any of the icky or salesy stuff. So know your value. Know who you are. Number two, know your soulmate, customer, or client. You got to get to know them. I call them my shiro, my hero, my thero. These are my aligned customers. And the more I know them inside and out, the more I can serve them, which is why it's so vital to get to know them. Know their problems. And if you don't know, if you're like, I don't know, I don't, I, I, I'm new, I don't know. You don't know, ask. I have found time and time again, people are willing to help. Not only are they willing, they're happy to. 
just the other day, I got in a Zoom session with someone and helped them simply because they asked me. And I, I had the time. I had a half hour. I gave them 30 minutes. And you know what? I actually learned something in the process. I learned something about myself and I learned something about my business. So ask someone to get on a Zoom call, to do a social post, send an email survey, whatever you can do to learn your clients' problems and their needs and desires. You are here to lift your clients to help them solve their own problems. So get to know them. Get to know exactly what all those, what we call pain points, those pain points are, or what I like to say, the villain of our story. Get to know them. Number three, know, like, trust. Know, like, trust. KLT, people will only buy from you if they trust you. This is why leaning into your story is so important. The faster they know, like, and trust you, the faster they are to invest in themselves and you can serve them. This is where testimonials, case studies, student stories from past clients and customers are so helpful for this. Or offering a free taste of what it's like to work with you. In the online space, it could be a webinar, a live training series like I do, or a challenge, anything to get your customers to know you quicker. Because the more they invest in you, the more they'll invest with you in themselves. Your potential customers will have a chance to see you and know that you can help them. So know, like, trust. They must trust you. Number four, no risk. Now, this is a play on words here. Rather than K-N-O-W, it's N-O, no risk. That is what your potential new customer or client needs from you. The less risk, the more likely you will be able to serve them. People need to feel that there is no risk to this. To whatever it is that you're offering, whatever you're selling them, they want to feel like this isn't risky. The moment somebody feels that something is risky, they're out. That fight or flight, that old part of the brain steps in. It's like, oh, no, nope, 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 not going to do it. So the less risk you can offer them, the more likely you'll be able to serve them. And it's as simple as a money-back guarantee. And that can be either a full or partial refund. It can be a return. Whatever it is, you're offering them that lets them know that this is safe, that you are safe to invest with. And you can also reduce risk by the bonuses you offer. The higher the perceived value, and value is completely perceived. That's the other thing in sales, right? You got to really think about the fact that value is a perception. And the higher the perceived value, the less risk the customer assumes. So bonuses here address those concerns. And this is a bonus here on the podcast. I'm giving you a bonus. When you make the bonuses that you give, when you make them about the customer objections, they address the risk. So no risk. And then five, no sales. When you see yourself as service and not selling, you let go of attachment. It's no longer about you. 
for the money. You are merely presenting an opportunity for someone to take. You cannot control the outcome if they purchase or not. You can't. But you can offer the promise that you will do your part in their transformation. Let me say that again. You cannot control the outcome of what they do once they purchase, if they purchase. But you can offer the promise that you will do your part in their transformation. And many get caught up here, right? Uh, This is another place that people get caught in their head about. They'll say, I can't promise my course or product will get X or Y results. So how can I say that? Has one person, has one person, have you been able to affect change in one person? Then it's possible. You cannot control what anyone does after they purchase your product, but you can show up fully in service of them. And that includes before they purchase as well. Yeah, hiding and not making your offers is doing no one any good. It's not being in service to anyone. Being fully present and making the sale, making the ask, is actually fully serving your customer and giving them the potential to completely change their life. And that isn't hyperbole. I mean, I've seen it in real stories time and time again. What if I had sat back and said, oh, sales is icky, gross. Maybe I shouldn't offer this. Maybe I shouldn't stand fully for my potential customer. Serving cares before, during, and after the sale. No matter if you close the sale or if you fail, and I'm using that in quotation marks, fail to close the sale. But if you serve, you set aside your agenda and focus on helping them through deep caring then there's only one possible outcome, growth, no matter if they purchase or not. And that's a win-win. So number five is no sales. Let me go back and review these no's. Number one, know your value. Number two, know your soulmate client. Number three, know, like, and trust. Number four, no risk. And number five, no sales. When you know you are selling in service. So those are the five no's. Now let me know what your takeaway was from today's episode and how you are showing up in your sales. DM me on the grams at the Nick Demas subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, and leave us a review. Have a great rest of your day, my friends. See you next time.